Welcome to the Big Talk Podcast, where we chat all things business and personal development related, totally unfiltered and unscripted. I'm your host, Amanda Davies, and I'm here to help you transform into the leader you were born to be, stand apart from the competition, and most importantly, share your message with the world in a big, big way. Are you ready? Welcome once again to Big Talk. Hi guys, it's Amanda Davies. Welcome back to the podcast this week. So this week's episode is going to resonate with so many people because it's all about how to make this transition from your nine to five day job into your online business and how to do that successfully. And you know, guys, I have been doing this work for a really long time now. So six years, which believe it or not, is a long time in this online industry. I've seen a lot of people come and go I've seen people uh, do brilliant things. I've seen people go back to their nine to fives. Like I've seen a lot of change in this industry. Okay. So I've learned a couple of things over the years too, about what it really means and what you really need to make this transition and to make it successfully. All right. Because it is without doubt, and I've, I've spoken very openly about my own journey with this before, but it's without doubt one of the toughest transitions that people will make, right? And I say that not just from the perspective of, yes, you've got to change your way of working and, you know, you go from being part of a team in the workplace to working on your own at home. And, you know, there's a lot of change that goes into that, but also emotionally, psychologically, spiritually as well, there are huge shifts huge shifts that you are going to undergo. And I say this not to deter you or to scare you or anything like that, but it is really to say that if you have this vision, if you have this desire to start a business and to help others through your work, whether you want to be a consultant or an online coach or a course creator or a mentor or you're a wellness pro and you're wanting to transition from working with people in person in the local shop to actually online, like if you've got this vision, it's there for a reason. You can absolutely make this happen, but you need to go into this with eyes open. Okay. You really do. So I want to share with you a little bit about my own story today. I have spoken really openly about this in the past, but I kind of just want to recap on some of that, but also just to share some of the key shifts that I've seen uh, the people who make this transition successfully kind of embody, they embody these shifts and they embody these changes. And these are the people who actually make their business a roaring success versus the ones who maybe you know, stay in business for a while, but they have a bit of a tough time, frankly, and maybe even end up going back to their nine to five as well. And, you know, this isn't about making anybody wrong or someone's better than someone else or everyone has got their own journey with this. I want to say that right up front. Okay. There is no judgment in any of this, but I do really want to be candid and super open and honest as I always am about what this is really going to take. All right. Because I have a lot of data now, guys, as I said, six years doing this work, I've supported hundreds of clients to make this transition from their nine to five into their business full time. Uh, I've got over 25,000 people in my communities online, I've done over a thousand sales calls, you know, I've got a lot of data now around what works and what doesn't. So I want to share some of these shifts with you today. Um, But before we do that, let me just kind of backpedal a little bit for those of you who are new to me, who may not know my story, but 
I uh, worked as a business consultant, specifically uh, in big organizational change programs uh, on big infrastructure projects here in the UK, primarily. I'm from Australia originally, but uh, so opening up big terminal buildings. Uh, I worked in the travel and tourism and airport space for like 15 years before moving into this business myself. Um, and particularly, I was looking at the people side of, of business change. So all of my psychology background, my HR background, my organizational development background sort of fed into that. And it was really about how do we make sure people are transitioning into a new way of working, uh, into a new way of being, a new way of operating in these new environments. So uh, it was awesome. You know, and I, I really enjoyed so many aspects of my job. I had a big team that I was managing who were amazing. I had a team of 70 people. Uh, I worked in London on some of the most exciting, as I said, infrastructure projects that were happening uh, over the years. And, and I really enjoyed my work. I wasn't one of those people that was dragging my butt into work every day thinking, oh my God, I hate this job. No, I, you know, I was a leader in the organization. I enjoyed it. I um, got a lot out of it, but I knew in my heart that that wasn't where I was supposed to be. But isn't it funny how, and I say this to my clients all the time, isn't it funny how the work I was doing around people readiness and change management and transitions actually is obviously now a huge part of what I do in my business and helping people make transitions, albeit in a slightly different way. So, you know, there are never any mistakes with this, never any mistakes. So whatever job it is that you're doing at the moment, I have no doubt at all that there are some very specific things that you are learning in that space that need to be brought forward to your business. Okay. But that's a whole other topic, right? That's stuff that I cover with my clients in detail too, but you know, there are no mistakes and there are no coincidences. That's something that I can say for sure on this journey. And I really believe that whatever job you're doing and, and not even just your job, if we even look a little bit more broadly, even the relationships that you have, the uh, the circumstances that you've had to go through in your life, all of this has been the perfect training ground, no matter how harrowing the experiences have been at times. And, you know, I'm speaking as someone who's been through trauma and all of the things too. But when you look at this as a whole puzzle, there are no coincidences around why you've been through what you've been through, why you do the work that you do. Okay, I'm going to say that right up front. So, and the reason why I want to say that too is because it's very easy, I think sometimes, particularly if you dislike your job, I think it's really easy to sort of slip into that, oh gosh, you know, woe is me. I just want to get out of here as quickly as possible. And and, you know, and that may be the case, but I would really encourage you also to lift up and look at how this is making you a better business owner. How is this making you a better leader, a better coach, a better consultant, a better wellness, pro whatever it is that you do. Because I have no doubt there are some very hidden, uh, lovely little gems for you in what you're doing at the moment that it can be really tricky to see, you know, when you're feeling burnt out and overwhelmed and you're done with it. All right. So that's just like a little watch out for you guys. But, you know, just back to my story, as I said, I, I worked for 15 years in, in travel, tourism, program management. Um, my psychology background as well, obviously fed into that too. But guys, you know, as I said, I got to the point where I realized there was something else I was supposed to be doing. I, I knew that I wanted to help people in a, a different way. I knew that I was fascinated by people. I knew that I wanted to work for myself and, and be in control of, 
of my own earning potential, how much time I worked and flexibility because I'm, you know, I love travel and freedom and all of this stuff. There's huge values of mine. And that just wasn't being met in my day job. It just can't be. You know, when you're working for someone else, you you are working for their agenda uh, and on their terms and, and their conditions ultimately. So I've spoken very openly before that, you know, when I made the decision to actually move out of my day job and into Light Purpose Living full time, uh, it was a really tough transition. You know, I was building up Light Purpose Living alongside of, of my day job at the time. Uh, and you know, that was, that was tricky because I was working around the clock to get things set up and do websites and create social media accounts and figure out what the hell I was actually going to be doing and all of that sort of stuff. So there's this kind of messy middle bit where you're doing both and you're juggling both, but eventually when you start to transition out of your nine to five and into your business, that can be a really tricky time. And as I said, I've spoken very openly about, um, I went through a mini depression at that time too. Things felt really tough for me going from, uh, as I said, working as part of a big team, leading a big team, going in, into and out of London and the hustle and bustle every day into actually working on my own in my home office with my cat <laughs> as my lazy coworker. Like that, that was really tough emotionally, mentally, psychologically as well as obviously it was a big change to the way I was working physically too. So again, I'm saying this not just not to scare you, but to again, just say this was my journey. It may not be your journey, but I have seen this happen quite a lot with clients too, where, you know, there is this sort of glamour to working for yourself and being your own boss and all of that, which is absolutely 100% accurate. It's amazing. But there is a transition that, is totally normal and it's totally normal for you to feel a little bit like, oh my God, have I made the right decision here? I feel a little bit low or my energy, you know, and you're going to be going through all of this, this messy middle that I call it as you're making this transition, which is why it is so important and like hand on heart when I say this, but it is so important for you to stay connected and plugged into a community, a like-minded community at this time. Because let's face it, your family and friends, no matter how amazing they are, I'm willing to bet probably most of them haven't started a business. They haven't taken this big courageous leap. They haven't got that kind of quest and that mission to, to do something bigger in the world and to help people and serve people. You know, the majority of people are very happy working a nine to five or they aren't happy, but they just put up with it. You are a change maker. You're someone who has decided to do something completely blooming different. So as lovely as they are, they ain't going to get it, all right? They're just not. So it's really important for you, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, to get connected into a community of like-minded people, people who are starting businesses too, people who are on the same journey, they've got the same vision as you, they've got that same energy as you too and that desire to make a real difference. Because this, even if you're connected to them online, you know, I've got so many colleagues and friends that I connected to at the start of this journey that I'm still connected to the, to this day. And honestly, it made a huge difference knowing that I could just send a quick private message to someone or jump on a Zoom call or, you know, just have a chat about what's happening and what we're doing and exchanging notes, you know, around what's working, what's not in our businesses. I mean, it makes the world of difference really because 
no one likes to talk about the fact that this can be a bit of a lonely old journey sometimes, particularly in the beginning, particularly as you're finding your feet, particularly if as you're wondering, you know, is this bloody going to work or not? Uh, and you're going through the setup of the technology and the websites and everything else, you are going to be thinking like, oh my God, am I crazy or what? Okay. Uh, and honestly, just having some people there that you can bounce ideas off and connect to is probably the number one piece of advice I would give anybody starting on this journey. All right. So my story, as I said, it, it wasn't the the big kind of glamorous, oh, I left my nine to five and started my freedom business. Yes, it was that, but also there was a lot of stuff that was happening behind the scenes. And not a lot of people like to talk about this because, you know, that stuff doesn't sell courses. It doesn't sell the inspirational lifestyle Instagram feed. Okay. But this is the reality. And this is what happens behind the scenes. It can be really tough. Okay. I just want to be like straight with you guys. It's amazing. But there are going to be bumps in the road, which is why it's so important to have the right people around you as well, okay? Also, I just wanted to say before I kind of get into the key shifts too, but it's really important that you protect your dream in these early stages. I am always freaking talking about this, all right? Protect your dream. What do I mean by that? I mean that, like I was saying before, as amazing as your family and friends probably are and as supportive as your spouse is, they're not going to get it, okay? And everyone likes to think they're, you know, kind of, <laughs> we kind of make a bit of a joke about this sometimes, but everyone likes to think they know everything about business because <laughs> they've played Monopoly a few times or they've watched The Apprentice or some other show on TV, right? Um, people are going to be giving you very well-meaning advice, but they don't know shit, okay? They don't know what they're talking about. Um, and it can actually make you doubt yourself. All right. So I remember I was getting some business advice. I won't say who from, um, but a very well-meaning family member who was actually experienced in business and things too, but a very different type of business to what I was looking to set up. And I remember it would just send me into a bit of a spin sometimes because I'm like, oh my gosh, I just can't see how this will work in my business. And, you know, so it's just be really careful about who you get advice from, but also who you share your dream with because not everyone is going to get it. So when I would talk a little bit about what I was planning to do and obviously leaving my six-figure corporate career and my big team and my leadership position and my amazing pension and superannuation fund and da, 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 all of the things, certain people thought I was freaking crazy and would openly tell me so, okay? <laughs> so, you know, as you're building your own certainty and your own confidence in what you're doing in this massive transition that you have decided to take for your life, be very careful about who you share it with in the beginning. Because whilst you're building that confidence and certainty, you're susceptible to wobbling a little more than you usually would. Like right now, no one can say anything to me, frankly, and I'm like, fuck off, basically. Like nothing is detracting me from what I'm here to do in my vision because I'm super solid and confident in, in who I am and what I'm doing and, and who I'm here to serve and my vision. But six years ago, I was wobbly on that, just like as you are now, maybe. Maybe maybe you know what your vision is and you're so certain about it and so excited about it, but you haven't built up the, I guess it's like the street cred yet to actually prove it to yourself that it's going to work. So you may not have a whole bunch of clients that you're working with at the moment. 
you may be struggling with some of the tech pieces or, or the lead flow. So you haven't got enough evidence yet in and of yourself. So this is why external opinion can impact you a little more earlier on. So this is another hot tip for you, okay, which is just to protect your dream early, early, early on, because until you build that certainty and confidence in yourself and your own mindset around it, you're, you're going to get knocked off course potentially a little easier than, than what you would normally, because you're vulnerable and you're going through a really big, exciting, amazing change, but it's also very vulnerable as well. Okay. So I just wanted to share that as well as a second top tip for you guys. So the bulk of what I wanted to talk about today, though, was making this shift and making this transition and what's really involved in this, okay? Because quite often when we're getting started with our business, uh, and, and I think I mentioned this earlier on, but, you know, about 80% of the clients that come through my courses and, and into my coaching programs are also working in nine to five alongside obviously building their business as well. So, um, you know, as I said, I've got a lot of experience, a lot of data around this as well, but you know, a lot of people when they're they're getting started with building their businesses, they immediately think about, and rightly so, but they're immediately thinking about, okay, I need to get clear on my vision. I need to get clear about my revenue streams and my business model. And I need to know what my marketing strategy is going to be. Strategy, 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 okay, <laughs> which is totally appropriate. All right, totally fine. And, you know, strategy and how you are going to build up your business model, what revenue streams you have, how you're actually going to make money, where your leads are going to come from, all of that, really big questions to be asking yourself. Of course, you need a plan around those things. I also see a lot of people getting lost in things like spending months fiddling around with a bloody website and with their social media channels and creating pretty graphics on Canva. Not that that stuff isn't fun, by the way. I love a good Canva graphic, but we can spend a lot of time there and we can get uh, get into wasting a lot of energy, I think, in these little strategic rabbit holes, all right, uh, when actually what we need to be doing is something very different. I'm going to talk about that in a sec, but a lot of people I see out there are like, I just need a, I just need the perfect strategy. I need a formula to set up this business. All right. I need a formula. And this is why so many of these business coaching courses around here's the perfect formula to set up your business are so popular. Um, but really it's, it's not a cookie cutter model, you know? So I think looking for something that's cookie cutter, that's A plus B equals C when we are all so unique and what we're here to offer is so unique is really not going to work. And then what happens is people try one strategy, didn't work. So they go to the next strategy. Let's try that one. Oh, let's go from selling high ticket coaching programs to low ticket e-courses. And so they bounce around from idea to idea and they, they think their success lies in having a better strategy. They think what's actually going to get them out of the day, the day job and replacing their corporate salary is a strategy. And it's not, that's only part of the solution. I'm going to talk about this in a sec. The other thing as well is, again, just little pitfalls that I see people getting into is if it's not looking for a better strategy, okay, you know, right, or do I need to try a better strategy? Yes or no, da, 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 da. I then see people getting caught up in, oh, well, I just need a better mindset around my business because they get in with all of the mindset coaches then they're like no 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 you just need a better mindset and a positive mental attitude and say your affirmations and a good morning routine and oh that's going to be the silver bullet that makes this business work and it ain't 
I know that's really controversial because a lot of people say mindset is the key. And, you know, it's really important, like really freaking important. So is strategy. I teach and coach my clients around mindset and strategy all the freaking time. All right. But it's only part of the picture. You can say as many affirmations as you want. All right. Can get up and go for a job at five o'clock every morning and have a really great, healthy morning routine. You can be click funneling it up and doing all of your lead magnets and your advertising and creating Facebook groups and doing all of the strategic things and have the most beautiful website and still not be able to transition out of your nine to five job into your business. Okay. So what do you need? What do you need? So the secret sauce, guys, to all of this lies in the power of identity work. And identity work is something that I have spoken about before on several episodes of the podcast, but being able to transition from employee to entrepreneur is more than just a strategic leap. It is more than just a mindset leap. It is more than just having about an Amazon bestseller or the right contacts or enough referrals. Okay. Being able to truly step into and claim the identity of an entrepreneur is where the real success lies in this space. Okay. So what I want to talk about now is sort of the employee identity versus the entrepreneur identity. So I want to kind of really pull these apart so you can see the differences. And then we're going to talk about how to bridge the gap and how to make the transition. All right. So you know this, if you're, if you're in your nine to five, if you think about that employee identity, okay, you get up every morning at seven o'clock, you turn your alarm off, you go have some breakfast. All right. Then you have a shower, you get ready, you get in the car, you sit in traffic, you clock in at work or swipe in with your little card or do what you need to do. You log into your computer at your desk, go about your day, you have your meetings, you meet with the team, you blah, 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 have lunch, go home. <laughs> so in simple terms, that's kind of what my workday used to look like as an office worker. I know obviously there are a lot of people in different jobs out there. I'm just going to be defaulting to, to what I know. Okay. But you go in and, and you do that. You have your routine every single day, Monday through Friday. All right. But if you look at it a little bit deeper beneath the surface, okay, really what you're doing as an employee, you are working to other people's deadlines most of the time. Even if you're in a senior leadership role, I know I was in a senior leadership role, but I was always working to the deadlines and the vision of the CEO and the board. Okay. Um, so it's like, well, Okay, so yeah, I can have my own deadlines and own structure within that, but really the pace and the the goalposts were set from, from above and that is the same in every organization and rightly so, okay? So you're working to other people's deadlines. You are working to achieve a vision that doesn't really belong to you, okay? And, and you can get on board with the company vision, of course, and I recommend you do that if you want to make your time at work and in the workplace a, a productive and a happy one rather than constantly fighting against the vision. If, if your vision is drastically different, then you need to leave the organization. You know that too, okay? But ultimately you are working to achieve a vision that doesn't belong to you. It's not part of your heart. It's not part of your soul. You can enjoy the vision of the company and you can get on board with it, but ultimately it's not yours. You're also managing people, leading people in accordance with processes. You've got SOPs, you've got ways of operating. You know, you are essentially within a very well-managed organization 
architecture around you in terms of processes, ways of doing things, unwritten rules, etc. Okay. As part of that, and this is one of the things that I really did detest about my corporate job, which is that you need to learn how to play politics within that carefully constructed architecture that you're working within, how to play politics, how to potentially outmaneuver people, how to get your bonus secured at the end of the year, right? I mean, this, this freaking sucks. Like this was the thing that I really hated especially working in management consulting as well, when there's a certain bonus limit, um, there's a bonus pot of money and not everyone can get big bonuses and you've got to outperform people and it creates this competition and rivalry and burnout and all of the freaking things, all right? So you know that this is part of it. If you're in this organizational sort of workplace, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can only really show up as the one-dimensional employee version of yourself. You can't bring your personal life into work. There's all of these unwritten rules about you don't bring home to work, to the office, da, 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 which is totally rubbish because we're all people at the end of the, at the, end of the day. We are multidimensional, but you can't let that show. You are always going to be wearing some kind of a mask in the workplace. Okay. There's just all there is to it. You can show up as authentic and as genuine as you possibly can be, but ultimately it's, it's not going to be the full extent of who you are, is it? Quite often what I find as well is that in the workplace, people are playing into their, their zone of excellence. So if you've read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, he talks about your zone of excellence versus your zone of genius, all right? So your zone of genius is the stuff that you do that just comes so naturally to you and other people are totally in awe of it. Quite often we can't see our own zones of genius because we just, we just do it so naturally. And it's something that we think, oh, well, surely everyone can do that and they can't. Whereas actually your zone of excellence is something that you're really, really good at, but it's something that you've had to really develop that skill in and you're, you're really good at it and you can do it very well and you're an expert in that area, but actually it's not your heart and soul. And it's not the thing that you can just do almost sort of unconsciously, all right? So quite often people are working in their zone of excellence without truly ever knowing or tapping into their true genius and really displaying that. Uh, you know, and this kind of ties into the sort of the politics thing as well, you know, the water cooler gossip and there's this sort of the, the subculture, isn't there, in, in organisations of, you know, who slept with who at the office Christmas party and da-da-da-da-da, there's all the gossip and all the usual things. And I tried so hard to stay out of that sort of shite. I don't, you know, I'm not into that sort of stuff, but it's there, isn't it? There's always a subculture within organisations, all right? And I think particularly for women, I know there's a lot of men that listen to this podcast too, but for my ladies that are listening to this, so many of us are also taught to show up in that heavy masculine energy. Okay, because that is, guess what? That's how we're rewarded in organizations, isn't it? You know, you show up, you get your bonus, you tick the boxes, you work in a linear fashion, you get things done, you kick goals, creativity and flow and playfulness and those inherently feminine, softer qualities are not valued in most organizations. All right. Of course, you know, I'm generalizing here. There are, of course, great companies out there that value that. 
But more often than not, we're delivering projects, we're following a process, we're working in straight freaking lines. Guess what? That's an inherently masculine energy. And it's amazing. You know, I love that masculine energy, but it's far too skewed towards that in the corporate work environment. So when it comes back to our identity and how we're showing up at work, we're having to show up with a very heavy mask in a very heavy masculine energy, working to other people's deadlines. We can't bring our personal stuff into work. We've got to compartmentalize. We're working to a vision and to deadlines that are not our own. We're having to play politics, potentially outmaneuver, sidestep, work around people to get things done. You know, this is how we are showing up the majority of the time in our workplaces. And it can feel really toxic, guys. Some people thrive in this environment, okay? But I know if you're anything like me, you know, you crave something that's far more authentic and far more heart-driven and far more creative and that allows you to play between the feminine and the masculine energies as well. So you can bring your full, incredible self to your world, to your business. So you don't need to walk through the door at seven o'clock in the evening, flustered, carrying the load of the day, feeling exhausted because you've had to show up and wear a freaking mask and to essentially to embody an identity that isn't yours. That shit is exhausting. So when it comes to becoming an entrepreneur and setting up your own business and doing what it is that you're truly here to do at a heart and a soul level. Cause I know that's what everyone is here. That's they're the people that follow me. You're not here just to start a business and pump out a bunch of widgets. You're here to actually impact lives and you want to do so and live in a way that feels authentic and real and true. All right. But if you try and show up in your new business, the way that you're showing up in the workplace, it's not going to work guys. And I, I see people making this mistake a lot. I see people um, essentially trying to show up a bit too polished and a bit too kind of, oh, I can't do this and I need to do, to do, to do. and sort of keep working in those straight lines. And, and it's like it doesn't, it doesn't work, especially not these days, all right? It's not to say that you're not professional and that you don't show up. Yeah, what I'm saying is there's got to be this balance again between the masculine and the feminine energies, all right? Because if you keep showing up with that super polished linear, I'm ticking bowls and da, 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 and you don't actually show people who the hell you really are, then you're not going to build that no like, and trust factor with your audience. And I think particularly these days, people don't buy from companies, they buy from people more than ever before, particularly for the sort of work that, that you're doing. All right. And now this doesn't mean that you need to show up online. I talk about this a lot too. It doesn't mean that you need to show up um, and air all of your dirty laundry and tell your audience about everything that you're going through and the details. It's like, they're not your friends either, right? But your audience does really want to see who you are as an embodied full human being. So it's important that you drop that mask when you're moving into this employee from this employee to entrepreneur identity it's about really dropping that mask letting people see and understand who the real you is your audience honestly guys they crave authenticity 
They really do because your audience are probably working in jobs too. And they are around the mask wearing and the everything else all day, every day, just the same way you are. They want to connect to you. Right. Also, you know, it goes without saying, no one's there when when you're working for yourself. No one is there to step in and tell you what you should be doing. Right. You're creating your own rules. You're creating your own vision, which is amazing. This is why we all want to be entrepreneurs and business owners. But that comes with a little bit of a, oh, okay, so I need to be really self-directed here. I'm not going to have the CEO of the company or my manager or whoever step in and tell me that I'm doing a good job or a bad job or I'm on target or off target. I need to be the judge of that myself. And you'd be surprised, even though so many of us are driven and independent, when we've been in a corporate environment for so long, we do come to depend on that a little bit because that's the structure that we work and operate within a minimum of eight hours a day. So actually when we have a complete blank slate in front of us in our own business, we can get a little triggered by that too, all right? Because a huge part of this whole journey, guys, is when I talk about triggers, you are going to be awakened as part of this entrepreneur identity, you're going to be awakened to your own shortcomings really, really quickly. Your own shortcomings, but also your own strengths, your zone of genius, your abilities as well. You are going to see a side of yourself that you have never seen before because you are way out of your comfort zone when you're stepping into the entrepreneur identity, way out of your comfort zone. Right. To become that entrepreneur, you need to be super clear on where your strengths are. You need to be super clear around your shortcomings. You need to hire for your shortcomings. Okay. You are going to be self-directed towards your own vision. You are going to be responsible for your own earnings. And guess what? When you're here to do your soul work and when you're showing up authentically and standing in your power and truth as this entrepreneur, it can be really vulnerable too. Okay, so making this transition from employee to entrepreneur identity, it's really a transition from dropping the mask and being reborn into who you truly are. And I see this, okay, I see this as a real identity shift for people because it's about actually remembering the truth of who you are and showing up that way in your business, because that's why we create these types of businesses. As I said, we're not here to produce widgets. We're not here to pump out a bunch of product or or whatever, and we don't really kind of have to show ourselves, you know, it's just all manufacturing or whatever behind the scenes and marketing. No, these are people businesses that we're creating. We're working with other people and people really want to see the truth of who we are, okay? So huge, huge, huge differences there between the employee and the entrepreneur identity. So you can see that people get really excited, okay, about becoming their own boss and creating their own business and, you know, unlimited earning potential and all of the freedom and all of this sort of stuff. But you can see, like, even just through some of those examples that I shared between employee and entrepreneur, there's a huge, huge difference between the mentality and the mindset and the identity of one versus the other. So people get really excited about being their own boss, but they are super surprised at the volume of internal change that's required. It's a massive identity shift. 
And really it's about your ability to make this identity shift and it's not going to be an instant overnight thing. It's, it's a process. And this is a huge part of what I'm starting to guide my clients through now as well, because I've seen how important this is, but it's when you can start to make that identity shift happen. And when you can start to really cultivate and step into that, that's when there's no other freaking option than to be the entrepreneur. There's no other option than to actually do your purpose work and do that really well and to be a success. There is no option to run back to your day job because when you fully stand in and own that world-class CEO entrepreneur mindset, that's very different to actually being the employee. And there's no freaking going back when you really step into and own that new identity. All right. And guys, I've seen this go wrong so many times over the years, because if you don't make this transition and if you don't step into and own this new identity, what's going to happen is you're going to get so far in your business, but then it's going to start feeling way, way, way too uncomfortable. It's going to be really uncomfortable that first month where maybe you didn't book the amount of revenue you thought you would book. It's going to be really uncomfortable when you're seeing those peaks and troughs with your finances and even your emotions as well. It's going to get really uncomfortable having to get visible and get on camera and be truly seen for who you are. Okay. If you don't make this transition and do this identity work, what you're going to find is you're going to be in that constant sort of scarcity and panic mode which is further going to block your growth as well. Scarcity and panic mode is honestly some of the worst energy you can be in when you're building your business. And it's the thing that I see people, um, you know, that happens essentially that sends people back to their nine to five quicker than anything else is scarcity and panic around finances. All right. And this isn't to say that, you know, of course, bills are a real thing. I get it. I was, I had a massive mortgage when I was making that transition. I didn't have anyone to depend on financially. I had to do all of this myself. Okay. You know, I, it was freaking real. I get it. I was paying my mortgage and there was some months where I'm like, oh my God, I got to pay my mortgage and all my bills. So making this identity shift along with, of course, having the right strategy, of course, having the right mindset practices around it to weed out any limiting beliefs. It's these three things, guys, in conjunction with one another that's going to allow you to really step into this new identity of the entrepreneur, but also to have that incredible success that I know you're here to have. I know you are. You wouldn't be dreaming of this business so much. You wouldn't have been journaling on it so much. You wouldn't have had this idea for so long if it wasn't meant for you. But you've got to make, you've got to make this transition. Otherwise, you're just going to continue to stay hidden because you're worried about what people are going to think and you're going to constantly feel that you're not good enough to work with clients and the trend that, you know, the um, imposter syndrome stuff is going to come up and you'll keep playing small, all of this. And you're going to look for reasons to, for, to, for it to not to work even as well. I see this a lot. I talk about self-sabotage all the time, but potentially if you don't make this shift, you're going to look for all of the reasons to sabotage and to not make it work. I've seen this happen actually, where um, particularly when people are kind of strategy hopping and looking for the next silver bullet to kind of, you know, somehow make their business take off through, through strategy. I see them almost like, almost kind of reveling a little bit when it doesn't work. It's like, oh, see, it didn't work. Oh, see. And it's just, it's kind of like that 
excuse that their ego then needs to to latch onto to then go back to their corporate job and to go back to the safety zone. All right. And I'm saying this with love guys, because I've, t- I've been here and I've experienced it myself. I get it. Like I get it. This is real. Okay. <laughs> this isn't just about setting up a website and putting your click funnels and all the sort of things in place. And then suddenly boom, you're a business owner and kicking goals and making, you know, six figures a year. There's so much that goes into this. And it drives me crazy when I see people thinking that they can do this on their own. Okay. Or I just need, I just need, I just need a better marketing funnel. Oh, I just need a little bit of this or a little bit of that. And I'm going off on another rant now, guys, but I care about your success and I want you to recognize there's more to it than just strategy. There's more to it than saying a bunch of affirmations. There's more to it than having a great mindset routine. You've got to make these foundation level identity shifts in who you are. You're not the employee anymore. So trying to bring that mindset into your business is not going to work. Okay. And bless them sometimes. um, And I used to do this too with my own coach, but uh, you know, sometimes my clients say, do you think, is that okay for me to do? And I'm like, well, you tell me, okay. I'm not here to make your decisions for you. I'm not here to set the direction for your business. You do that. You get to decide. I say this to my clients all the time. You tell me you get to decide. Okay. So of course I'm going to give you the strategy and I'm going to give you the support and we're going to work with you on all of this stuff. But ultimately you get to say whether something's okay for you. You get to decide whether that goal's big enough or not. I don't know. (laughs) So, you know, it's this autonomous way of working and this free thinking and actually you're your own boss. And it's, it's, it's looking a little bit beyond the shiny veil to that, to say, actually, what that really means is accountability. What that really means is decision-making and responsibilities and decisiveness and discernment for yourself. These aren't necessarily qualities that we're taught to develop as an employee and when we're in that employee identity. Okay, so making some of these shifts at that identity level, hugely important. This is the stuff that I'm supporting my clients with at the moment because it's just massive, massive, massive. Okay. So when it comes to making this shift from employee to entrepreneur, Really, there are a couple of things that I would, I would say to you that are really important, okay? First one is you've got to get super clear on your why and your vision and why you're doing this. As I said before, if you're just in this to pump out a bunch of widgets, you're probably not going to have the same level of motivation and drive as someone who's here to, to change freaking lives, all right, through their work, all right? And I, and I don't mean that with any disrespect to people who are in the widget-making business <laughs> whatsoever. It's just a different type of business model and different type of mindset, okay? It's not about just being driven by volume and finances and targets. Of course, financials are in, very important and I make no bones about that, but it's also about your why. Because I think when you have a big enough why and a big enough vision, you can withstand any how. When you have a big enough why, big enough vision, you can withstand any how. And what I mean by that is you are more likely, if your vision drives you, if you're driven, if your vision drives you and fuels your soul, the bumps and the challenges and the hiccups and the The things along the way, they're less likely to take you out if you really, really, really believe in what you're here to do. 
So I've worked with clients who are, um, you know, just to give you an example, obviously not naming any names, but I have some clients working with people in the trauma space, trauma recovery space at the moment. And it's because they are so passionate about that because they've lived it, (laughs) you know, to put it really simply. Uh, And it drives them and they want to make this process so much better for other people. And they want to support others through this in the way that they weren't supported when they were going through it. Like, uh, I've just got goosebumps even just sort of thinking about that because that's what it really means to have that big enough why. It's got to be that kind of soul level, bone level drive around why you do what you do. This is part of creating that new identity as well. You've got to want it enough and you've got to believe in what you're here to create enough to actually make it happen, right? So when you have that big enough vision, big enough why, you can withstand any how. doesn't matter if that how involves a click funnel. doesn't matter if that how involves um, spending X amount on Facebook ads. It doesn't matter if that how involves having to pound the pavement and hand out pamphlets to people, like whatever is needed to essentially materialize that vision, you will do because you are committed to it. And you are committed to it way beyond financial sort of level of commitment. You're committed to it from a heart space, right? This is going to be your anchor into your new identity as an entrepreneur. It's your heart and your soul and why you're here to do what you do. All right. That's one top tip. Second one is you've got to release the old identity of the employee. Okay. Um, And there's a whole process that I take people through around that, but it's really understanding and recognizing where you are now, okay, how you've been showing up as an employee and what is invited into your next transition and your next phase of your life as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and what needs to be left behind, all right? So it's it's really important to understand that, as I said, I think I said this right at the very beginning, but everything that you've been through, there's no coincidence. Even some of these sort of shittier parts about the employee identity, you know, having to navigate the politics, having to think on your feet, having to, all of that stuff, okay, those skills, although they may not be applied in the exact same context, those skills are going to serve you really well. So it's not about saying, oh, you know, we're going to burn down the employee identity. No, you can if you want, but I would advise you to really look at where were those gems, where were those lessons, where were those learnings, where were those parts of myself that really helped me at certain periods in that workplace or working with a particular team member or stuff. What are those gems that I can bring forward into this new phase of my life, into this new identity? It's not about burning all of the old to the ground. It's about having real reverence to those parts of yourself that got you through it. Were there situations that you had to endure in the workplace that actually made you stronger, more resilient? Is there something there that you need to incorporate into your messaging in your business? So for example, I work with a lot of clients who are supporting others in the burnout and the wellness sort of space, because guess what? They were bloody burnt out at one point, several times in the corporate workplace. So is there anything there from your past identity that can be used to fuel your new identity and part of your why and your new purpose and what you're here to do. So it's about looking at what's falling away 
from that old identity, what doesn't belong versus actually what are those gems and those hidden jewels that I then need to bring forward, okay? So that's a really, really important thing to understand, okay? Last thing is, is that it's, it's so important to remember the truth of who you are. And, and what I mean by this is becoming an entrepreneur and cultivating this entrepreneur identity, you know, we can take the word entrepreneur away and almost just say Amanda version 2.0 <laughs> or Jane 2.0 or whatever your name is, all right? Because ultimately you're setting up this business because it's an expression of your soul's calling. Your business and, and what you're here to do, yes, your business is an, is an entity and it is not you. However, I know that it's here to represent you because that's just who you are. It's here to represent your mission and your purpose and your values, what you're passionate about. So as much as we can keep them separate, it's a huge part of who you are. Like, let's not pretend, especially if you're doing this kind of work. So remembering the truth of that, all right, and remembering that you have something that nobody else has. Remembering that you're here to change lives through your work and through your business is so important to stepping into and claiming the new identity as well, all right? Cultivating and anchoring into this new identity, which is really just you version 2.0, anchoring into that. I mean, this is a huge part of the work that I do with my clients, but it's about really stepping into and owning it and showing up as that version 2.0 every single day, not just every now and then, every single day. Because then guess what? When you're confronted with the challenges and the ups and downs and the everything else that comes inevitably with running your own business, you've practiced anchoring into and stepping into version 2.0 enough in that you just immediately go there when it comes to solving those challenges. And suddenly it's Amanda version 2.0 solving those challenges versus Amanda 1.0 who still has the employee entrepreneur, the employee mindset, sorry, employee identity trying to solve that same problem versus the entrepreneur identity. Get it? So it's like if you have a problem or a challenge in front of you, trying to solve that challenge from your old way of thinking, your old identity, your old mindset, your old skill set is only going to get you the same blooming results that you've had in the past. Whereas actually, if you can approach that challenge from that new perspective, version 2.0, entrepreneur identity perspective, watch what changes, not just in terms of the solution, but how you feel about it. You are not going to feel as, oh my God, and overwhelmed and all the things. No, you're going to approach it from the perspective of that six multi-six figure business owner. Wow. Like things shift seriously when you can approach your challenges from that perspective. When you can show up in this business from that identity versus the employee identity, things are going to change solution-wise, results-wise, but also you're going to feel incredible and so much more in control of what you're doing, so much more consistent in terms of what you're here to do and how you feel your results, and so much more inspired and positive as well. So guys, I know that was a really kind of a long episode today. I know it was more of a sort of a masterclass style, 
I hope this served you. I really do because I know there are so many people out there that are struggling to make this transition at the moment. And, uh, you know, having been through it myself, it's, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. It is the most amazing thing though. Once you, once you get through this sort of messy middle and you're on the other side, and if you make this work, honestly, it is the best thing in the world. I've been doing this work for six years now and it absolutely lights me up. The vision that I have for my company, Light Purpose Living, just keeps growing and growing and growing, okay? It has, my business as well, and I I think I spoke about this recently on a podcast episode, it's really sustained me through some of the challenges that you go through in life as well. When I was going through my separation, my divorce, I've had other hiccups happen in my personal life as well. But, you know, having this business that is truly a passion business, it really helps you navigate um, some of those challenges as well in, in life too, because it fuels you, you know, it gives you passion. It gives you purpose. It, it makes you want to jump out of freaking bed every morning. Isn't that what we all want? So honestly, guys, you've totally got this. If going back to what I was saying right at the very beginning, if you've got this vision and this mission and this purpose and this passion that's on your heart, it's there for a reason you need to listen. It's not there by accident. There are no coincidences around how you got here or why you're doing what you're doing right now. There's no coincidences around the sort of work that you're doing in your nine to five and what circumstances have led you to here. It's there for a reason. But what we need you to do is to really step into and claim this new identity, to step into your future self now. And that's the tricky part. If this was easy, guys, everyone would be doing it. But there's a very diff- a big difference between simple and easy. Simple, but it's not easy. And this is why you need the support too. I said this right at the very beginning, but surrounding yourself with people who are on this journey and doing the same thing, same vision as you, it's going to make this so much easier, fun as well. And just so much more like you're connected to something even bigger than your own vision. You're connected into a network of people who are all on the same page, all up to the same things in the world. And that is priceless, guys, really is. So, you know, this is sort of where it's at in terms of making that identity shift. It's huge. As I said, this is stuff that I support my clients on all of the time. Do reach out, book your breakthrough call with me this week. It's all linked up and whatnot below. I'm pretty sure Lindsay's included the link here around this episode. But guys, do book that call because what we're going to talk about is for 40 minutes, we will look at where you are now. Obviously, if you're still working in your nine to five, that's totally cool. Maybe you've just got some ideas for your business or you've been tinkering around. That's totally cool. Don't feel like you haven't done enough before you pick up the phone and speak to me. Sometimes I say, sometimes people say to me, oh, I don't think I'm far enough along. Uh, You know, guys, the majority of my clients are starting their businesses from scratch. So you aren't too early in the process. In fact, I would say the earlier, the better to have these conversations because we're going to talk about exactly where your challenges are. You know, what is it that you're up against? Where are you struggling? What are your ideas? But also, where do you really want to be? What is your vision? What's your why? And then you're going to walk away with a plan to actually get there. If my team and I can help you, of course, we can talk about that too. You know, let's not be completely naive. Of course, if you want my help and if you want the help and support of my team, we can talk about that too. 
Um, either way, you know, it's, it's a no obligation call. The t- calls are totally free, but you will get loads of value out of this regardless of whether we work together or not. If I'm not the right person to support you, by the way, I'm very, very, very happy to point you in the right direction because you do need to work with someone who is a specialist in the sort of business that you want to set up. This is something that I say to everybody at the start of breakthrough calls, whether I'm the right person to support you or not, we're going to find that out very, very quickly. Because if you're here, for example, to set up a bunch of cheap e-courses or pump out a load of widgets, amazing, super happy for you, but I am not the coach to support you on that. I'm here to support people who are in the space of transformation and who are here to help people create big, incredible life-changing results in their life. That's the sort of business that I specialize in helping. Very, very different to how you would set up and market selling widgets, okay? (laughs) Again, no disrespect to the widget business, but you get it, okay? So do book that call, reach out, 40 minutes, we're going to chat. Um, Anything we can do to support you and get you moving on this journey, guys, you know that we will help you. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. Do like, share this episode out to anyone else who needs it and look forward to seeing you on the next one. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Talk podcast today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a review and share it with your friends. For further information about our programs and free content, head on over to lightpurposeliving.com. See you soon.